to you live from a beautiful um, Thursday morning. No. Really? Yeah. Wow. Evan, how do we let them get away with this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Darnish dog. Thursday morning. We're gonna demand a recount. Demand a re- We're not gonna concede this one. <laughs> Fake news, Rabbi Isai. It's not really Thursday. <laughs> not really Thursday. Okay, but anyway. Well, and in the meantime. <laughs> We have to stay on the cautious side. Maybe it really isn't. Th- it really is Thursday, so uh, so uh, welcome back. Uh, beautiful. It is. It happens to be beautiful. Whatever day of the week it is. Beautiful, beautiful morning, and we continue with Derech Hashem. Very exciting. We just got Derech Hashem off the off the ground this week. Um, we're, we went through Aleph. We went through Bays, and uh, we didn't really go through Bays. We started Bays, but let's start putting some things together before we continue. We saw, again, in the first parak, the Ramchal is assembling the building blocks upon which the entire Sefer is going to be built on. The building blocks of Emuna, the building blocks of understanding life, the universe, and pretty much everything else. And we have to start with Rebbeinu Shalom. Derech Hashem is about understanding all of reality through the approach and the histaklis and the perspective of HaKadosh Baruch Himself. And how, what Hashem is and who Hashem is and how Hashem works justifies and generates the whole of reality. So we have to start at the very basics, the building blocks of what is Hashem. We have our six definitions, our six properties, so to speak, of what Hashem is. Property number one is Hashem is Rishon Kanmon Nitzchi, that was um, past, present, and future. And Hashem was, is Himzi Imamzi Kolamitziyas. Hashem created and continues to create everything. And we explained yesterday how those things go hand in hand. Um, Hashem is first in terms of this existence, Hashem is the catalyst, and Hashem is Kadmai, Hashem always was. Now Hashem is Nitzchi, Hashem always will be. Hashem always will be. And therefore, since Hashem always was, Hashem always will be, and Hashem is Kadmai, is Kodam, comes before everything, that means everything else came from something, that's from Hashem, that's why those two ideas go hand in hand, that Hashem created everything. The second property of HaKadosh Baruch we saw yesterday, is you can't really know what Hashem is. You can't really know anything about Hashem. Hashem's ultimate essence, no one knows anything about Hashem's ultimate essence. It's unknowable, unspeakable, incomprehensible. The only thing we know about that essence itself is that it's Shalim, Hashem at His ultimate um, existence, wherever that is, whatever that is, is flawless, cannot be flawed. Cannot be flawed. And we were talking yesterday about uh, the famous Apikaris. Uh, brain teaser, logic problem. Can Hashem make that rock that he can't pick up? Can Hashem make the, the square triangle, the triangular circle? Can Hashem make a bowl of chalent that he can't eat? We talked about those logic puzzles yesterday. They're all silly. They're very, very silly things. Meaningless, meaningless babble. Um, total, total, total um, waste of one's time to even try to think about them. They're cleverly worded illogical um, statements and if there would be an answer the answer is you know Hashem can't be flawed Hashem cannot set up a situation where there's something that you can't do right okay because Hashem can't be flawed but the best approach to answering these questions is not to answer them and to look at these people when people you know stop you on the street they stop you on the train they stop you on the subway they stop you in the airport and they say you believe in God they say yeah let me ask you a question can God make a rack that he can't pick up? Gosh, I don't know, I don't know. Triumphantly, he says, Aha, see, there's no God! Because if there is, how come you can't answer my question? Now look that guy in the eye and say, 
Give me, are you intelligent? What's your IQ? What, 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 what's the furthest grade of education that you completed? You know, like those questions they ask you when you apply for things, you know, what's your highest educational level? Like, are, 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 do you really think that, uh, re, that, that one question like that, which kind of stumps me, yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure what to do with, like, you put words together in such a way that I'm not really sure what to do with your words, so, so that destroys, as we said yesterday, thousands of years of tradition, thousands of years of truth, thousands of years of people that were, you know, a little smarter than you. You just slugged the whole thing up. You know, the, 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 the best way of addressing these questions is not to address them. It's to look this guy in the eye and say, Narbizdu, Shoita Bizdu, what? Shoita, that's right, he called the guy a Shoita. You know, that question, can God make a bowl of chant that he cannot eat? I'm sorry, I know we talked about it yesterday, but we just got to, before we move on to today, it's got to go back to it. You know what that question is? That is merely the verbal equivalent of those, uh, you ever seen those pictures, Rabbi Isai? They ask you how many... How many how many prongs does this thing have? You guys know what I'm talking about this thingy? Yeah. Well, it's, it's not writing over here. You know they have pictures like this, where um, yes, I used to know how to draw this thing. No, like it, it's 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 a it's a optical illusion, and it has it looks on one side looks like it has three ends, and the other side looks like it only has two ends, right? Or that, that, that circle, that, that the triangle that loops on itself of the M.C. Escher drawings, you know? Optical illusions. So, yeah, you know, which way is up over here? Which way is I don't know. If I look over here, this way is up. If I look over here, this way is up. The whole thing is contradictory. That question of can God make a bowl of chant that he cannot eat is merely what? Is merely what? No, let's, let's get the part. Get the part before we see the picture, before we distract everyone with the picture. That question is the verbal equivalent of one of these M.C. Escher pictures, of one of those how many prongs. And it's the same thing. It's just a cleverly worded question, which is meaningless, which is really meaningless. You can have optical illusions in pictures. You can have verbal illusions. It's a verbal illusion. That's all it is. It's shaita. Shaita. Scream at this guy. Shaita. One dumb question slugs up a whole religion. Give me a break. Give me a break. Anyway, okay, and the picture for further, after the is over, everyone will see the picture over there on, um, on um, Rabbi Hoffman's device. electronic device over there, okay? But, uh, um, um, okay, I hope that's clear, Rabbi Isai. You know, no, no one should, certainly, certainly, no, no one should give any, any people like this the time of day, and certainly no one should allow them to suddenly get shaken at the very foundations of their beliefs when you get one of these stumpers that you can't answer, <laughs> right? right? Um, but on the other hand, if they release the world one question, you can open the whole new Oh, sure, we love questions. In, in, in we love questions, we love questions so much. But when I have a question I can't answer, it doesn't, you know, especially a silly question, it doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't, you cannot, you cannot dismiss and refute an entire religion with a silly question. We, we love questions. Questions are, are, are good. Questions, questions uh, we, we're a religion, we're a nation, and we love questions more than anything else. Um, you know, when you, can, when you can do something with that question, you, 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 it get, takes you somewhere. You explore it, you open it up. Of course, it opens new vistas. But a dumb question like this about the, the rack that God can't pick up, that's just uh, that's silly. That's silly. Okay. Um, so... That is as far as um, 
That, that's the second definition of Hashem, that Hashem can't be incomplete, Hashem can't be imperfect, Hashem can't be flawed, Hashem can't be lacking, He's in existence. And that's all we really know about His essential existence. And we, as we said yesterday, everything else we know about Hashem, all of Hashem's names, all of Hashem's properties, all of Hashem's mitas, these are not really Hashem. Okay, that's sometimes, that can be an eye-opener, right? Some of us already know this idea. For some of us, maybe this is an eye-opener. But all the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all the spheres, that, that, as we call them, all the levels of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Kaychus, Midas HaDin, Midas HaChesed, and Gevura, and, 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 and Tiferes, and Netzach, and all these Zach, and all these, all these amazing things, they're not really Hashem, because no one can really know Hashem. By definition, they can't really be Hashem, because if they were really Hashem, then we would know Hashem, but we don't really know Hashem. These are interfaces. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created all these things in order to create a world, interact with the world, and run a world. Okay, they are, they are they are constructs. They are constructs that Kosh Baruch Hu set up. Above and behind and beyond all that is the essence of Hashem, which we don't know. Now, at this point, I want to I want to stop. We have to um, tie some things together, some loose ends. And one of those loose ends is the discrepancy in the lesson of the Ramchal. We saw that in, in his first definition of Hashem, he said, "Kol You have to believe and you have to know. And we saw that, right? You have to believe and you have to know that Hashem is. Rishon Kadman and Nitzchi. And from the second one on, he says, Oitzar Sheyeda. Throw an Oitzar Sheyeda. Oitzar Sheyeda. You have to know, you have to know, you have to know, you have to know, you have to know. This point on, he's only going to talk about knowledge, not going to talk about belief anymore. And we already took note of this. There's a strange discrepancy over here. And then the opening, in the opening property, he talks about Amuna and Yediyah, belief and knowledge. And from that point on, he only talks about knowledge. Why is it that the Ramchal, in the first one, throws in Amuna and Yediyah? And from the second one and on, he only talks about Yediyah, there's no, there's no Amuna anymore. There's no belief. I don't have to believe in these things, I just have to know it. I don't have to believe in it anymore. Well, what's going on? Why is belief there in the first one? Why is it not there in the other ones? There's obviously two ways of asking this question. Besides <coughs> the same coin over here, you know, why does he first talk about belief, then he drops it? And Yediyah is there the whole time. Knowledge, understanding of these things is there the whole time. The answer is like this. Now that we can approach that question. We will see... But there's a critical difference between the first property, the first definition of HaKadosh Baruch, the first axiom over here, and numbers two through six. There's a critical difference. The critical difference is the answer, or maybe even the question that Ramosha asked yesterday. He asked a question yesterday. You remember the question he asked yesterday? What was the question? Who created God? Who created God? Who created God? What's the answer to that question, Abayi Who created God? I'm asking it. Who was the answer? I want to know who created God. God always was. There was nothing before. God always was. There was nothing before. So who created God? Besides having the question. Himself. He created himself? He wasn't. He is forever. What was say that again? He was here forever. He wasn't created. He was always there. Nobody yep. created God. He was always there. That is your, how do you feel? How do you feel? No, no, no. How's your brain feel? No, 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 no. <laughs> He's rejecting the answer, and we all reject the answer. Our minds reject that answer. We we say it, but we say it. And we like try to like kind of compartmentalize things, and we say it, we try not to think about it too much. We, we, we try to comp compartmentalize something that is not compartmentalized. Oh, that, well, very nice, very good. Now, so someone said over here, God created Himself. God created Himself, right? Now, why do we say that? Because we're, we're desperate, we're desperate to have something that works with our seichel. We're desperate to have something that we can latch onto. Because what does that mean? Let's put everything together, everything that everyone's experiencing over here. All the, uh, 
you know, we're approaching like critical overload over here levels in our, in our minds. We're desperate to have something that we can relate to in terms of how we function, how our minds work, the, 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 the frame of reference that we have, the system that we live in. We live in a system where everything has to come from somewhere. There's nothing that always was. It's impossible. Everything came from somewhere. This, we can trace everything back. This came from pulp. That's right, which came from wood, which came from trees, which came from a seed, China. which came from China. China. <laughs> China which came from luck. China. Just like the China <laughs> the, the chicken and the egg. The chicken and the egg. So I have an egg that came from a chicken, that came from an egg, that came from the chicken, that came from an egg, that came from the chicken. That came from Hashem. Hashem made the chicken. That's okay. That doesn't bother me. Right? And this came from paper, which came from a tree, which came from China, which, which came from a seed, which... The Chinese stole from somewhere, and or they, they underpaid for it, or they ordered a lot and didn't pay for it. Whatever, whatever the case is, right? Um, yeah. But and th that seed came from a tree, which came from a seed, which came from a tree, which came from a seed, which came from a tree, which Hashem made, right? That's okay. It's simple. We're trying to. No, no, no. Well, one sec, one sec. No, no. That is fine. This doesn't bother us at all. This doesn't bother us at all. Where do all of us come from? We came. We were born from a person who was 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 created by Hashem. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't bother us. That's all good. Everything has an origin. But, but where did Hashem come from? Mm -hmm. Oh! No, no, no. That's Hashem, uh, I don't know, was there yesterday too, and Hashem was there before that. Before the, before the, but our minds the cannot comprehend, cannot grasp something that doesn't have a beginning. We, we live, we're bound within time and space. We see, we're bound to a timeline where there's a beginning, there's an end, and there's a middle. And we can't operate outside that, we can't fathom outside that, we, we, can, we, 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 we break, the, we, get into, we, we hit, again, that critical overload. All, everything starts to shake on us and, and goes haywire when we try to think beyond time, outside of time. It's, it, 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 it's something that we're not programmed to understand. We're bound within time. So to say that something came from somewhere, that's what we want to hear, that's what we're desperate to hear, and that's why we say things like, that push us to say God created himself whatever that means. Again, that's like the, 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 the square rack that's in a bowl of chant that you can't eat, right? So that's, that's we're, we're, we're still trying to say something that God created himself, but even that's incorrect to say that, that um, uh, you know, you can't ask that question. That's just a cop out, you know, don't ask those questions, but, but um, we can ask all the questions, but we can't answer this question. We can't relate to something that, that always was. And we try thinking about it too much. We have someone who's honest over here, and what we think about it, even a little bit, again, all the needles go suddenly all the way to the overload, mm -hmm. and we're in danger of, of, of overloading. We just can't, we can't relate to that. We can't comprehend such a thing. We cannot comprehend that. Something that always will be, that, that actually doesn't bother us, because that hasn't happened yet. Okay, it'll just keep going. It'll keep going. Someone who has longevity, someone who will live for eternity, so... You know, eternity happens day by day by day by day by day. It's, it's ahead of us. It's in the future. That doesn't bother us. But to say that something always was, that doesn't work for us because some, everything had to start with something. Everything had to start with something. And we're not programmed to comprehend anything outside that. And it's interesting, actually. You see that we're mamish wired this way. Akash Baruch Hu put a, a limit to what we can understand in terms of a timeline. And you should know... We can understand the fact that something will go forever because time goes this way. We can't understand the fact that something always was because time goes this way, not that way. And in and, 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 and the realm of physics, is actually, you know, it tells us we don't really get why this should be such a problem, but the physicists are very bothered <laughs> by a question. There's 
You know, some of these like unanswered questions that they have in math and in physics. One of the unanswered questions of physics is why should time have a direction? When you break time down into like dimensions and nanoparticles and all these kinds of things, so so events should be able to flow this way or that way. It all has to do with like movement of atomic subatomic particles, and they are they, they work. The way the laws of physics work is that they 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 they, uh, they they can be tracked one way they can be tracked the other way. There's no apparent reason from the perspective of the laws of physics why time should have a direction, why there should time should flow this way and not that way, and yet it does. There's no laws in physics that prohibit time traveling. That's right. That's right. You, you can, you can but and, but yet but yet we see that time flows in one direction. They don't understand why. They don't have an answer for this. So. That is a beautiful insight to us that, yes, yeah, so why, what's the answer? The answer is it's Xerus HaKasav. HaKash Baruch who established the world that time does have a flow. Time does have that direction. That's God's intervention in the world, and that's God putting something called time flow. God is outside that. God is beyond that. So we can grasp something that will exist forever because, again, forever hasn't happened yet. It doesn't bother us. It hasn't happened yet. It means it'll keep going day by day by day by day by day by day by day. Just, you know, every day is another day. But the fact that something did exist forever, we can't understand. The fact that something doesn't have a beginning doesn't make sense to us. Yet, that's one of the basics in defining Hashem, that Hashem is Kadmoin. One of the basic definitions of Hashem is Hashem is Kadmoin. Hashem always was. Hashem doesn't have a beginning. Hashem wasn't created. Hashem isn't something that can be created. Hashem isn't something that can be created. Because you can only create something that can have a beginning and an end. And Hashem doesn't have a beginning, doesn't have an end. Hashem can't be created. Hashem always was a ram. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get that. I don't understand it. But yet, you want to go further in the safer, you have to accept this. Hashem is Kadmon. But I don't get it. But it's one of the basic building blocks. It says, the Ramchal Tzarch Sheyamin. Here, Amuna comes in. That's why he says Yamin in the first one. Because the first one is the one that has an element of, 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 of being built on an idea that's beyond our comprehension, outside of our frame of reference. Everything else is within our frame of reference. Everything else has something that we can use as a, a way to relate to it. You know, we can say, the second one is we, you can't know anything about God. That's okay. There's a lot of things I don't know anything about, right? What's going on in the Knesset, right? Did anyone know anything about what's going on in the Knesset? No, nobody knows. Even the people in the Knesset don't know what's going on over there, right? <laughs> what, 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 what goes on under the hood of your car? Does anyone really know how a car works? Nobody really knows how cars work, right? Take it to the mechanic when it makes funny noises and the mechanic fixes it. So we, we can relate to the fact that things are unknowable and incomprehensible, right? We have a frame of reference for things that are unknowable and incomprehensible, correct? We, we get that. We understand that. But the fact that uh, get the sugya, work it out. <coughs> know this. Get the yidiyah. Here you can get the sugya klor. Here you can get the sugya. You can work it out. You can get all the knowledge. You can get all the knowledge. You can get all the knowledge. You can have yidiyah. But the first one, that Hashem is kadmoin. Hashem always was. No. Says the Ramchal, I'm afraid here a little bit of amuna has to come in. You just have to accept this idea even though you're not really going to have full yidiyah. You're not really going to understand it. You can't comprehend it, but you have to accept it. Accept it and move on. Accept it and let's move on. That's why this one is Sarch Shiyamin, because here an element of Amuna has to come in. This is the one that's totally beyond our comprehension. We have no frame of reference. We cannot relate to something that always was. Okay, good? Got that? Very nice. Very, very nice. What? So the idea is we accept the idea. The, the, the word is like this. We accept the idea and we move on. And when someone asks, who created God? So what do we say? The answer is God wasn't created. 
only something that is finite can be created. Something that can have a beginning and end was created. God wasn't created. But, 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 but what was there before God? Nothing was there before God. God's God might. Do you understand that? No, I don't understand it, but I believe it. Tzarech sheyamen. Tzarech sheyamen. Okay, good. Amazing. Um, let's now see the, the parentheses over here in Bayes. Okay, well, let's see Bayes again quickly, and then we see you guys have the, all the brackets that I have over here at the end of Bayes. Ulam, Zavarim, Eila, Yadanum. It's in brackets by the Olam also. Okay, very good. So let's see Bayes again from the top, and we'll see it with the brackets. Oi, Tzarech sheyeda. We also have to note, note here, he doesn't say Amuna, only Yadiyah, because, again, it's about the, the sophisticated understanding. This entity called Hashem, no one understands who Hashem is. No one's capable of understanding what Hashem really is. And we get that, okay? Again, there's things that we don't understand, right? There's things that we do not understand. Like, you know, they make manufacture tiny little pieces of plastic. Tiny little slip, tiny little chips of plastic. The mamish like smaller than the size of your of your of your pinky nail. Everyone know what I'm talking about? These micro SD cards that can fit an, an, an amount of memory on this tiny little chip of plastic that can store, I don't know, the entire um, the entire uh, uh, archives of the of the um, national library. Or it can, one of my one of my friends used to manufacture them. And he explained it to me that... No, there's no explanation, Arthur. It's, 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 it doesn't make any sense. But you'll tell us the explanation later, okay? Whatever. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean to cut you off, but... But, but you want to tell us the explanation now, Arthur? No, go ahead. Okay, anyway, anyway. See, tiny, tiny little slip of plastic that somehow can fit. How many gigabytes can they put on these things? Terabytes? Terabyte, maybe, I don't know. Okay, but anyway, so but the point is like this. We can relate to things that we don't understand. We, we relate to a concept that is something that's incomprehensible to us. Um, so that's why we say Yedi over here. This, what, what, what do we know about Hashem? Like we read yesterday, Hashem is utterly flawless, utterly perfect, and cannot be flawed or imperfect. The Ulam, okay, here's the parentheses. These matters... Meaning the basic precepts and concepts and definitions of what Hashem is, we received an oral tradition regarding all these things from the Avos. That's Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. This parshias that we have now, Uben and and from the prophets. Meaning everything that we're writing down right now, we have a Mesoyron. We have a beautiful, rich tradition that tells us about all these things. V'hisigum. A. We have a Kabbalah. We have a Mesoyron. B. V'hisigum kol Yisrael Har Sinai. All of Klaus, when they were standing at Har Sinai, they also understood them, they perceived them, they comprehended them. All of Kala Yisrael was granted a degree of prophecy at Har Sinai where they comprehended all this knowledge about what God really is. And they all were able to <clears throat> um, process and, and internalize the veracities of all these principles with clarity. Kala Yisrael grasped everything that we're talking about with clarity, that's what they were shown in Har Sinai. The limdum name dorachador kayamazem, and they they gave it over generation after generation till today, till this very day. All gener since the time of Har Sinai, where all of Klaistro was exposed, we saw it at Har Sinai, all the basic concepts and definitions of Hakash Barhu that was delivered through and transmitted through Mesoira. Father to son, father to son, Rebbe to student, Rebbe to students. 
Shekain Siva Moshe Rabbeinu Olav Hashem Ivi Agvura. Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded, was charged by Hashem Himself to give over this legacy for all times, for all generations, to make sure everybody, uh, the, the, the Kleisel on a national level, hangs on to the clarity of this knowledge that was revealed to us by Harsinai. And what, what was Moshe told? Pantishkach es advarim asher ro'o lest you forget the matters that you saw, v'hidatam levanecha v'levnei vanecha, therefore transmit it to your children. Okay? You guys saw this at Harsinai, hang on to it, grab on to it, don't forget it, make sure that it remains in the national memory, in the, in the race memory over here of Klai Yisrael, transmitted from generation to generation. Amnam. Okay, however. So what, what did the Ramchal just say? There is a rich, beautiful tradition about all these things. A, one that goes back to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov and, 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 and uh, their children, uh, and B, one that goes from Harsinai as well, that Harsinai, everyone saw this at Harsinai. And we are, the next link in the chain, of the Messiah that Klaiso received Harsina when they when it was revealed to them all the basic principles of what Hashem is, how Hashem works, and how the world operates. So we can know we know all these things through Messiah, through tradition, through Tarshabapet. However, in addition to that, through investigation and through research and through proofs, Mavsimalimudiam means logical proofs. Through logical proofs, you can also establish the proof of all of these principles through logic and through proofs as well. The fact that there must be a God and He must have always existed and He must have created everything and He's outside of time and outside of space and He's perfect. You can establish all these things through proofs also. And you can prove them as necessarily true. Through Using the world as evidence through using world, the world and concepts and philosophies, evidence, through the laws of nature, through mathematics, I'm sorry, geometry, mathematics, all other branches of knowledge you can use to prove the and establish the, the, the properties and the nature of God. So the Ramchal just told us something that we mentioned when we began the Sefer that you can use philosophical and logical proofs as well to prove the existence of God and the properties of God. And from there you can extract also the basic axioms of the existence of God and His nature. So Rebchad just said something amazing. Everything that we're talking about can be established through proofs through philosophy and it can be proven as necessarily true and necessarily um, um, clear cut and 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 uh, evidence of Hashem's existence in the nature of, the, of Hashem's existence. You can do this through, through logic as well and through philosophy. Okay, so what should we do? We're not going to get into that. That's not our agenda. That's not our objective. We're not going to get into logic and to proofs and philosophy. What we're going to do is present the 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 um, the MS itself, the truth. I'm going to present to you the truth. I'm going to present to you the truth. What Hashem is and how the world works. We're not going to get into proving it. 
And we are go- I, what I'm going to do together, says the Ramchal the Sefer, we're going to establish and structure all the principles, all the yesoidas, all the fundamentals over here with clarity and in a structured, logical form. According to the tradition that we have and what is well-known well known to everyone in our nation, period. That's the end of base. Ramchal just said quite a mouthful. Let's just stop for a moment and just digest this before we conclude for today. Ramchal told us what we mentioned on the first day, the Rambam, the Chayvah Sabavah, that everything about the nature of Hashem, the existence of Hashem, and all that can also be established through proof, through philosophy, through logical arguments. After the Ramchal says that, he immediately tells us, we know something that's not what we're going to get into. In this Sefer, it's clear that Ramchal is saying we're not going to say anything about philosophy, nothing about proof, nothing about logic. We're not going to do any of that. So right off the bat, Rabbi said that means that, 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 that what we said the other day, we now have a backup to what we said in the beginning. We said that the Ramchal says, Ziyamin v'yeda. Tzarech she'yeda. You have to know, you have to know, you have to know. The Rambam also we saw says a lashon of you have to know. And there are those who learn in the Rambam. When the Rambam says no, knowledge, the Rambam, the Rambam means proofs. A Jew has, a, has an obligation to know something as established through proofs. You have to, have, we have to know how logic and philosophy uh, necessitate the existence of God. There are those who say that that's the, the Ram's approach. It's clear that that's not the Ramchal's approach. Ramchal cannot mean logic, philosophy, and proofs when he says Yeda, because he just told us we're not getting into that. So when he says a Yid has to know, Yid has to know, he doesn't mean you have to know it being necessarily true and establish and verify through proof, because then he would give us the proof. LMI, what does Yeda mean when the Ramchal keeps telling us we have to know? It means what we said the other day. We have to have sophisticated the moon. We have to have the sugi worked out. We have to know the details. We have to know the system. We have to know how things work. I don't have to be able to prove it to the guy in the street, but I have to know it. I have to know it. I have to have it worked out. Let's take that a step further. So one second. If Ramchal is telling us, I just have to understand it and have it worked out, but I don't have to be able to prove it. So let's ask the Ramchal a basic question at this point. So how do you expect me to believe all this stuff, to, to accept it as true if you're just giving me the system, the details, but you're not proving it to me. How are we supposed to go further in the safer at this point? Ramchal just said it can be proven as true, but you know, we're not going to get into that. I'm just going to explain everything to you. So how do I know you're telling me the truth? For this, the safer, I'm supposed to be doubting this. So this might be true, this might not be true. You're not proving it to me. How are we supposed to go further at this point and, and go through all the sugyas and all the... But why should we believe? Is that because we have to believe... So Ramchal already answered this question. It's Kabbalah Mina Avos and? And that we are from Harsinai. Let's not forget what the Ram, and this is presumably what Ramesha means. Let's not forget what the Ramchal said right before we talked about proofs. What did he say? He said, the Avos knew this firsthand because they had revelations from God. And all of Kala Yisrael had revelations at Harsinai. All of Kala Yisrael saw that this was all true. They saw the veracity of all of this. And they gave it Mesoira through the tr- tradition and transmission from generation to generation, father to son, father to son, Rebbe to Talmud, Rebbe to Talmud. So how do we know this is true? Because the Ramchal is telling us that it's true. How did the Ramchal know that? Because he got it from his Rebbeim. And they got it from their Rebbeim, they got it from their Rebbeim, they got it from their Rebbeim, they got it from Harsinai. That's what the Ramchal is saying. The Ramchal is our Rebbe right now. The Ramchal is taking us by the hand and he's ta- putting his arm around our shoulder. He's becoming our Rebbe and we're the next link in the chain to Harsinai, direct link to the Ramchal himself. The Ramchal is becoming our Rebbe. The Ramchal is giving us this oral tradition, and he's transmitting to us what was transmitted to him. Beautiful. So that, that's the answer. We, we, we believe that it's true because the Ramchal is that link in the chain that goes back to Harsinai. Great. 
And he's a, a direct link to people that saw this themselves and understood this themselves. Finally, let's conclude with the following. Such a powerful tool to have in our back belts over here, Rabbi Yisai. Such a fundamental principle for us now and forever. The Ramchal tells us that, you know, everything can be established through proofs and through logic and philosophy, but we're not going to get into that. Why not? Because, says the Ramchal, you can trust me because it's true. It comes from Harsinai. Aye, but, but it can be proven. Why aren't we proving it? What's the Ramchal saying? You don't need to prove things. We don't need to have proofs. It's, 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 it's unnecessary for us to have a solid belief system in Yiddishkeit to have things proven. We don't have to have things proven. Said better, as we've mentioned many times, Derech Hashem is what, what kind of a safer? An Amuna safer. It's a bad Amuna, it's a sophisticated Amuna. Having approached HaKosh Baruch Hu Amuna in a sophisticated sense, having things worked out, having the sugyas, having the ideas, having the concepts, having Chlorkites, having everything worked out. Everyone wants to have a good, solid system of faith, of belief in Hashem, and everyone wants to have sophisticated knowledge. I mean, most people do, except for the people that are all busy all day, can't get past the square triangles, right? But everyone else wants to have sophistication. Everyone else wants to have real faith, solid faith in God. The Ramchal is telling us, Amunah is not founded on proofs. Amunah is not built on logic, on philosophy. That's a bidyevit. We don't go that way. The ideal is that Amunah is founded on Mesoira. On trust. Someone is teaching me all these concepts and he's coming from somewhere and they're coming from somewhere they're coming from somewhere. We believe because it's in our blood to believe. We're ma'aminim b'nei ma'aminim. Klaisrael called the, 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 the faithful the son of the faithful. We believe because we believe. We believe because we have a Messiah. We believe because we trust the people that are teaching and instructing us. That's why we have a Munakosh Not because you can prove and argue bring me proofs and codes and logic and why do I believe in Ma'an Torah? Because, why do I believe in the re- divine revelation? Because of certain basic logical arguments. Why do I believe in, 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 in uh, the divine origin of the Torah? Because, again, there's logical arguments. Why do I believe in the existence of God? Because you can show me arguments. Why do I believe the Torah is true? Because you can show me lots of codes in the Torah. No. That's logic and philosophy and proofs. The Ramachal is dismissive of that. That's not why we believe. We believe because we're Ma'aminim B'nei Ma'aminim. Because, look, we're coming from such a rich, unbroken chain of tradition. And... And, and, and this is what we have been delivered by people who have received, from people who have received, people who have received. That's why we believe. Our moon is not founded on proof. Our moon is founded on Mesoira. So, so important to see. This is clearly the message that Ramchal is giving us. He doesn't get into proofs. Yeah, there are proofs, but we don't need them. They're unnecessary. Now, does that mean that we should take all these things and throw them out the window? There's never a time or a place. There are people, perhaps, that just to get them to open their minds, to get them in the door, maybe you do have to show them these things. Just to get them open-minded. But we have to know, Rabbi Yisai, that's not the can-all-do-all-mahalach, one-size-fits-all-for-all, Klai Yisrael, that's, that's not the ideal. That's a bidi evan. And that's like in case of emergency, break glass, in case of emergency, someone really won't be convinced by God. So, uh, so okay, show, show them some of these, the, 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 the proofs, quote-unquote, the logic, the arguments, the philosophy, then Gamal, once he's in the door, they'll return him to where he's supposed to be, which is Messiro. That's A. The, the, the correct way of approaching, we, we believe because we're coming from Messiro. So it's enticing. Some of this throw out proofs and logic and all these things. But if they don't need it, why, why should we go bid the Ebed with someone when we can go to Chathila with someone? Everybody with me? Second of all, just time to share with the Oilam, there's a big Sakana. You know, you make somebody from because of proofs, 
let's go with the codes, right? It's very enticing to throw out lots of codes. Every code, all these arguments have counter-arguments, and for all the, the mathematicians that they have that are backing up all the codes, there's, there's people that, 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 that uh, you know, we out there will question the, the mathematical uh, integrity or the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the how, how, how um, the, the statistics and the numbers and all that, there are certain things that they used to use that they don't use anymore because there were too many, you know, questions that arose with them. They use other things now. A proof, you know, it's one thing, if it's a proof that I have, we have from the Chayvah's Havavah, that's a philosophical proof that stood the test of time. But proofs that haven't necessarily stood the test of time, you make somebody from because of a proof, because of something which is encoded, and then he, he does a little bit of research, and he finds that uh, they did a study, a survey, and then they, they got the same exact results using, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the, the 2018 World Almanac produced the same exact results. <laughs> so suddenly, you, you did him a big disservice. You made him from, based on a fallacy. <coughs> person feels misled, feels like he was duped. You, you made me from because of something you proved. There's, there's no proof. Look, look, I'll show you this resource and that. So maybe these ones are, 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 are more true, these ones are less true. Maybe, maybe he found the, the um, maybe, maybe he, he found something that, that wasn't founded on, 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 on uh, authentic research, perhaps. But the point is that proofs can be, can, the proofs that have been constructed in more recent times, those are, have not stood the test of time. Those are always subject to um, criticism and, and academic criticism, and there's a, an inherent danger and making somebody from as a result of proofs. Um, and in addition to that, as we just saw in the Ramchal, that's not the Mahalach, that's never been the Mahalach. It's an, it, it is, can be thought of as an in case of emergency break class if you just need someone to become open-minded to open the door for a Beseder. But the moment you don't need that anymore, we return to the system of Mesoira, Amuna based on Mesoira, Amuna based on Ma'aminim, Ma'aminim, not based on, as the Ramchal says, the Moifsim Halimudim, <clears throat> which you see the Ramchal, Tell us about, but moves on immediately afterwards. Okay, very good. We will move on immediately afterwards in our next session, which might be tomorrow, <coughs> might be Monday. We may switch over full-time to Derech Hashem. That's what the, uh, the Derech Hashem committee is currently contemplating this, by doing Derech Hashem five days a week instead of four days a week. But in any case, thank you all for joining, and have a wonderful day. Okay, Israel is open on November 1st.